we acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit, of the Eucharistic Jesus and God the Father. Who asks his grace mightily upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. Also, Father, even as our hearts are open unto you, thank you for the graciousness of your word and for your faithfulness. And thank you, Lord, for the ministry at work in us as your people. As you continue to lead us in the path of finishing the work you've started, the work of sanctification, the work of renewal, the work of strengthening, and the work of perfection. Holy Spirit, we open ourselves unto you. Come and infuse in us the wisdom that comes from above. Let your word come with might. Let our hearts be touched. Let our hearts be renewed. We are permitted to come the way we are, Holy Spirit, but we are not permitted to go back the same way. And so let there be light in the regions of darkness, strength in the regions of weakness, direction where there is confusion. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are going to do more than that. You can do more than we can think of or imagine. Thank you for the testimonies that shall come. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor. We'll give you all the adoration. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. We continue our journey. We continue our journey with the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit continues to unveil the mysteries of God to us, the wonderful thing about it is that as God keeps unveiling the mysteries of the kingdom, the mysteries... The mysteries of the kingdom. Was that it, eh? Okay. Sorry. Catch what I'm sharing with you now. As God keeps unveiling the mysteries of the kingdom, then the miseries of life loses their grips. Miseries. <laughs> M-I-S-E-R. I-E-S. So the answer to the miseries of life is what? The abundance of the mysteries of the kingdom. The more you grow in this and allow this to become your mentality, 
the more these ones begin to lose their grip over you on their own. But where there's absence of the mysteries of the kingdom, the mysteries of life will have its own. My people perish for lack of mysteries. And this has capacity to shut you down unless you're big time. So that's why God said, I will send you the spirit of truth. He mentioned that word, truth. And he said, when he comes, he will lead you to all the what? Truth. That means there are many of them. And all of the truth is the mysteries of the kingdom. And Jesus said, unto you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. That means he has released the grace for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So our journey thus far is that the Holy Spirit is leading us out of the mysteries of life that we are so conversant with to furnish us with the mysteries of the kingdom. And one of the outstanding ones is the one who have been digesting for a while now, Ephesians 5, 26, 27. 26 to 27. A church cleansed by the washing of the water by the word. A church cleansed by the washing of the water. by the word to present without wrinkle without wrinkle and spots. So the Holy Spirit is furnishing us with this that is a constant act of cleansing that is going on. And that cleansing is to take place through the instrumentality of the washing of the water by the word of God. And the word of God is what the word of God because it holds the mysteries of God. And the mysteries of God are the mysteries of the kingdom. And it is the knowledge of this mystery when it begins to have a transformational effect upon your life that guarantees you to have capacity far above what the mysteries of life. Are we together here? Yeah. If you're not seeing well, you can go there, please. Hmm? Okay. 
So it is the knowledge of the mysteries of the world. So each time you are romancing with the word of God, child of God, in essence, what you are searching for is what? The mysteries of the kingdom. So anytime I take my Bible, I'm not just going to just listen to the word of God. I'm searching for the mysteries. These are the secrets, the secret codes that govern this kingdom. Secret codes. That govern the kingdom. Now, by virtue of the word of Ephesians chapter 5, I now know that even though I'm a church baptized, a communicant, I come to church every day, there is something happening right now in the church that I should be aware of. And what is it? There's a cleansing going on. I'm yet a finishing product, so there's a cleansing going on. So I must position myself deliberately for to be truly cleansed by this washing. And that washing is taking place through the word, through the instrumentality of the word of God. So the more the word of God enters my life, it's not only just to inform me. There is something it does at the background of my life. It cleanses me of things that has capacity to bring up all that kind of miseries in my life. That's why Peter will preach for nine hours on the first day. The first day Peter preached. He preached for nine hours. What was he saying? On the day of Pentecost, he preached for nine hours. If you check the ministry of Jesus, he was always teaching, always teaching. When he saw the crowd, he began to teach them. He began to teach them. What was he communicating? He said, the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like. He will always try to find a way of communicating the mysteries of the kingdom to them in form of parables, in form of stories, and all of it is for them to capture something so that imagination will have an imagery that is at work in them. That's the reason. So the more I know the depths of the word of God, the, no, the more I know. That knowledge of knowing is actually cleansing you. No wonder Isaiah says, there shall be no curse, there shall be no destruction in all my holy mountain. The holy mountain of God is the church of God. He said there shall be no curse, there shall be no destruction in all my holy mountain. Because the knowledge of the word of God shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Isaiah was seeing this in the spirit, that where there's abundance of the, where there's you know, constant teaching of the word of God. And the minds of the people are saturated with the word of God. He said there shall be no curse. There shall be no destruction. Because the devil cannot bring any curse or destruction except through the minds of the people. He must manipulate their minds. Somebody must host that thing he wants to bring about. If he doesn't know the whole thing, he can't bring it in. That's why the Bible talks about guarding your heart, guarding your mind with all diligence. Let your mind be saturated, not with fear. No, with unbelief. Let your mind be saturated with the truth of God's word. Constantly, we arm ourselves with the truth. We arm ourselves with the mentalities God is giving to us. We arm ourselves with the mysteries. 
So even if the devil comes to me and accuses me, but I've said, you are this, you are that, you are a sinner, I say, yes, I accept. It is true. But you know what? There's a cleansing going on. When I say that he knows that I'm aware of the ministry of the Holy Spirit right now in the church, he knows. But if he accuses me and I feel bad, I feel powerless, I feel empty and I say, hmm, it's true. Hey, God, I don't know. Why, why is this my sin? I don't know. Okay, maybe that's how my life is. Then I accept that accusation. It punctures my faith. I won't have the courage to speak to Satan anymore. Why are many Christians afraid to cast out demons? They have fear that they don't have the sufficiencies. Immediately they confront a demon case now. The first thing is fear. Hmm. I know, devil is very powerful. That's the first lie. Secondly, immediately they just remember all their sins. The sins that they have committed in maybe in few, maybe a few days ago and all that. They just feel that, ah, me, I'm not, I'm not pure. <laughs> Let me just go my way. <laughs> and if it didn't get worse, if in the case of you trying to handle it, and the devil now say, look at you. You sinner, you committed this yesterday. Then you say, ha, he knows my sin. So then you feel a little bit what? Weak. And you walk away because he has accused you. He has no right to judge you. Even though you have committed sin, he has no right to do what? To judge you. You can tell him, sorry, I appeal to the higher court. It is God who has right to judge you, not you. Even if I have committed sin, right now there's a case on ground. You must go in the name of Jesus Christ. So that's how you implement it, even in your heart, when he contends with you. When he say, I take hold of this in the name of Jesus, he says, look at you, you are a sinner, you can't, you can't take hold of it. He now reminds of your sin. He says, sorry, you can't accuse me. You have no right to judge me. Yes, he's not an accuser. He's not a judge. So if he, if he, if he judges me, I'll tell him, even though I have done that sin, outside the fact that you can't judge me, there's a cleansing going on. And I'm opening myself to that cleansing. There's a cleansing going on, and the cleansing is not just for my sins, for my spots, but even my wrinkles. Because the end product of spots, this spots is what eventually builds up into what? The wrinkles. And we know what the wrinkles are all about. Decadence, right? Decay. Decay. What else again? Death. Ah, uh, what again? Corruption. And all the other things that manifest themselves in many small scale. That we may sometimes call it sickness, we call it um, depression, mental collapse, emotional breakdown. All of them are all part and parcel of the ministry of uh, the wrinkle or decadence. Okay, so it is it is the multiplicity of spots that abuse up the energy for what for wrinkle, and the Holy Spirit is presenting the Word of God, and the target of the Word is bringing to your life every day is to deal with the mis the miseries of wrinkle, the miseries of spots, and we talk about spots as what sins, the sins in our lives. Sin, both as actions that I fail to do and actions that I put up with. Because as God has created me right now, if I'm not living up to what is the reason for my purpose on earth here, I'm already sinning. 
So sin is not always the minus, I mean, in terms of particular actions I have put up with. Oh, I stole. Oh, I lied. Oh, that's my sins. <laughs> but when I fail to live out, when I fail to become that which God wants me to be, I'm already on the path of transgression. It's also a sin. And when we say the, I confess, we openly say it. Uh, you said uh, what? Uh, since I committed and they say and they and they, uh -uh. the good deeds I failed to do, uh -huh. you know, because the devil can also use that against you. God, why should this person be nice? Look at the person he has been in his life. There's nothing in this person's life. That's why when God was speaking about Job, He mentioned the good deeds He was doing. Look at the man who fears God, who eschews evil. Was perfect and blameless. You see. So, child of God, know that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life now. And like Peter, we should run to the Holy Spirit. We should run to Jesus. Peter said, Not only my head, but wash it to my body, my toes, my hands. And Jesus said, All of you are already clean by the words I've spoken to you. So we should always present ourselves to be cleansed all the time. And Jesus says something. He said, if I don't wash you, I have nothing in common with you. So the act of washing makes you actually to have a special union with Jesus constantly. So the more you peruse through the world, the more you allow the means of the world to touch you, it means Jesus is still doing the work of what? Washing you himself. And the more he washes you, the more he has something in common with you. There are things in my life that I, didn't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the details. But as the word enters my soul, it addresses it. It is with letter, letter. I begin to say, oh, is it because of this thing? No wonder. I've noticed that this thing has finally left my life. But I didn't know that the connection, there was a connection between the word that I have received some time ago that touched me so much, that blessed me, is what actually led to that thing losing its grip over my life. So when there's an entrance of the truth in your soul, he goes to address a reality in your, in your, in your world. That's why we must always open ourselves up to the ministry of the word of God every day. Hunger for it. Thirst for it. Pray to your scriptures. If something touches you, write it down. Meditate on it. Pray with it. Pray with it. Pray with it. Let your soul savor the sweetness in that word. He said in Proverbs chapter 4, he said, it is life to those who find them. And what? And held to their bodies. He sent his word to heal them and to deliver them. This ministry has power to heal and to deliver. That's why the devil will obscure it every day. He will fight it so that it will have access to your soul. And that's why when the Holy Spirit comes, the only raw material he will use in your life is what? The raw material of what? Truth himself is called the spirit of truth. May we be washed by the word in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Holy Spirit come to wash everything about our lives, our lineage, things that pertain to us that we're not aware of. So that as we have come today, things that pertain to your life that are not consistent with the purpose of God for your life. And not consistent with the word of God. As your heart is open, as we are opening ourselves up to the ministry of the worship of the word of God. 
May he cleanse you. May he deliver you. May he set you free. May you experience a newness in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the beautiful thing about it is that the more it washes you, the more your system, your mental system begins to be, be conscious of the kingdom. Kingdom life, kingdom realities, kingdom things begin to be more, you know, to dominate your thoughts. Every time, you don't, you don't even think about church anymore. You think kingdom, 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 kingdom. Every time. Hi, kingdom of God. Hi, God. Hey, Jesus. Oh, angels. Oh, the word of God. Every time, even as you are so engrossed in the activities of the day, then you see this little consciousness. What I like, they call it the subconscious. Still having interest in the kingdom. You want to listen to Christian music, you want to listen to the word of God, you see that little thing still there. It begins to drop in your system, kingdom mindset, kingdom consciousness, kingdom image, kingdom, you know, reflection, all the time. You go to a place, what will interest you is, ah, now wow, if you say, like, like myself in those days, whenever I, I travel and I see all this big, big auditorium, all I just imagine is, hi, can I just be here and the crowd will be here? Let me just bless them. Can you imagine? Anything you see, you will always find a way of, you know, configuring your mind to be something that will promote the kingdom. That's what the means of the kingdom does to your life. When you find Christians who are struggling with the kingdom, check well, they lack the cleansing of the world. And it is the kingdom mysteries that builds the mindset in you that makes you a kingdom person. You become very patriotic about the kingdom. You will see yourself doing things because of the kingdom. And if you want Jesus, almost 60% of his teaching was what? The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom of God is life. A man had a kingdom. Every time. A man had two sons. He told one to go and work in the vineyard. The vineyard is the kingdom. He said, yes, sir. I will go. And the man went. The other said, he told him, go. He said, he will not go. But the other went. And he asked them, among the two, which of them did the will of the father? <laughs> so he now says, likewise, on the last day, the first shall be the last. And the last Shall be the first. Shout the big amen. amen. Shout the big amen. amen. So when we are talking about the word of God, this the 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 riches that are so enwrapped in it. And so that's why you must, on your own, constantly make the effort to study, digest what has been furnished you with. Okay. So we're able to establish last Saturday that it is when the Lord begins to cleanse us and begins to deal with the roots of wrinkle and, and spores that something he has already built in us begins to come alive. The more you begin to grow in the cleansing, 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 something is, you know, something envelops out of your life.
That's why he said that when he died on the cross, he did not just shed his blood to cleanse us from our sins, but he made us unto what? Priests and kings to serve our God. Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. Can we go to it? The book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have, Lord. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6. Let's take it from verse 5. Or from verse 4. Say, John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you. Peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of kings on earth to him and to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us a kingdom and priest to serve his god amen, amen. now let's just make a juxtaposition with revelation chapter 1 verse 6 and revelation chapter 5 verse 10 Revelation chapter 5, verse 10. But I will take it from verse 8. And it says, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and a golden bowel, full of the incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Yes. Your prayer will enter that, that uh, golden bowel in the name of Jesus Christ. Which are the prayers of the saints? And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. You see, this, this scroll is the word of God that, that hosts the mysteries of God. Only Jesus has the power to open the scroll and unveil to us the mysteries therein. And they are praising him. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and every language, and people, and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. Amen. Amen. You see, when he cleansed us from his, with his blood, from our sins, he equally made us kingdoms and priests to serve our God. So as you are seated now, by virtue of his blood, you're not just a Christian whose sins was forgiven, but you are a Christian that out of the benevolence of his sacrifice, he has made you a king and a priest. 
many Christians are still very much, you know, conversant with their Christianity, but they have not begun to walk in the path to exercising their kingship and their priestly calling. And why many cannot be able to walk in that dimension is because they, are three, they, they have not passed through the process that emancipates them, that brings them into that realm where there is a size authority over wrinkles and spots. Because it's exercising your authority as a king that you what you deal with wrinkles. The wrinkle dimension is the kingly dimension. Are we together here? Hmm. You are looking at me. <laughs> What's the confession now? Huh? The connection I'm making, right? You are following? Okay. So you understand that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life right now to cleanse you from sin, right? Good. He won't, he won't rest until that, that, that bad habit, that sinful lifestyle, that mentality, that attitude in you is completely what? Nullified. He wants to see you a liberated person. Go to see you, someone who is free from anger, who is free from selfishness. Go to see you liberated from the encumbrance of drowsiness. Go to see someone, you want to see a, a, a version of you that is, has passion for prayer, long time prayer. Go to see you having passion for his word. That's what the Holy Spirit is doing in the church right now. Every day he's pricking you, he's quaking you, he's shaking you. Okay, he's challenging you. There's more to God. There's more to God. So the essence of that is to be able to bring you to a point where you will begin by the light of God's word they have received, you need to see the reason to deal with all forms of decadence, all forms of unfruitfulness, all forms of decay, mental decay, emotional decay, bodily decay, spiritual decay. Okay? Where you begin to deal with all forms of sin that constitute nuisance in your life. The Bible in letter to Hebrews talks about sin that clinches so strong. They see that every time you walk in the path of righteousness, it comes, it brings you down. It brings you down all the time. It becomes your, your soft spot, if you like, or your weakest point. The Holy Spirit is coming to galvanize you with his grace to make sure you come out of it. He wants to see you liberated, that you can live above this weakness. Are we together here? And as you begin to work strong with the Holy Spirit in that training every day, because it's a, it's a journey. As you're making that journey in your personal life every day, all of a sudden, there is an awareness that begins to well up inside of you. He puts, first of all, that holy anger to, to, to resist all forms of wrinkle, all forms of spots, all forms of sin, corruption in the society. When you see iniquity, there's a way you, it boils inside of you. When you see corruption, there's a way it stirs you up. Nobody can talk you into doing anything wrong anymore. And you are just stable. You're not doing it out of arrogance. You're doing it out of holy anger. And I will not do this. I refuse to be this. Then when that begins to well up inside of you, all of a sudden, a new light starts shining on you. You begin to see yourself walking in dominion. You have activated the kingly dimension grace that is inside of you already. Amen. Amen. Are we together here? Yes. So the kingly dimension that is actually infused in you when you receive Christ, when you were cleansed, comes alive. That's another version of you. I told you about the different versions of the human person. One of the central version, of the maturity version, of the glorious word version. Because dealing with wrinkles and spores 
is the level of what? The animal version. So once you, have, you see yourself coming out of it and you are entering the maturity version, the kingly dimension comes. Your language changes. Just like the language of a mature person and the language of a kid is not the same thing. But unfortunately, in a Christian family, when a person who is in the maturity version says something, the person who is in the animal version will say you are being uh, proud. What I try to say, I'm not serving the same God. Are you a saint? You see? <laughs> you know? Because you're operating from a different vistas. Completely. When Christian says, nothing can happen to me, you say, eh, you. It's not the same community we're receiving. <laughs> but you don't know, this person is speaking from a different uh, level entirely. He's operating a different mystery. Uh-huh. The church is full of people who have uh, who are operating in my version. Appetite. Huh? That's why with this knowledge that the Lord is functioning you with, every time you see yourself walking in my version, you know. You don't need to be told. Yes. And the animal version will frustrate you. The animal version will reduce your strength. The animal version will corrupt your mind. The animal version will reduce. That's what the devil likes. He wants people to be there. So anytime he wants to push you around, he can push you around. He just arranges human connections, provoke you to anger, make you say this, make you say every time you say, ah, now wow, I, I know fit, I know fit. You just see yourself weak. That's why when you begin to make this transition from the animal version to the you know, uh, maturity version, whether you like it or not, the people around you, the club of people around you will start dropping. Because there are people that you cannot continue with. If you want to go to the mature version, you have to learn to embrace loneliness. Yes, you have to be learned to be alone. Yes. Because this time you go, they speak animal language. Gossip. They tell you all the troubles in this country. They keep telling you things that will make your spirit go down. You have, you have worked on your spirit, but they want to go to be high. You are now not, you are not asking troubles. You are putting my faith. You come to, eh, now, wow. <laughs> you are, you know, hey, the manager now. Me, I don't die, finish you. Right? You start hearing all kinds of things again. Before you know it, you start saying things that you should not say. And as you are saying them, your spirit is judging you there and then. Before you know it, you lose your peace. Then you are leaving that place less than when you came. Yes, madam. Sure, 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 sure. James says, friendship with God is enmity with God. You cannot like the world and like God. It's not possible. Because the culture of the world is culture that is engrossed in the animal fashion. They, 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 they quicken your appetite every day. Yes. So you can see that there's a, is, there's a serious you know, war going on. The, 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 the Holy Spirit is pushing the church to move up into sanctification. The devil is pushing the church into decadence. And you see human beings, they are doing they don't even know. You cannot even try to be angry with them because they are being, they are used. They are being used. So, as you grow with the Holy Spirit cleansing you through the teachings of his word, as he furnishes you with 
truth that are locked up in the chambers of the heart of God, the secrets of God are revealed unto you, then you begin to see things differently. You begin to perceive things differently. It is that that now gives you the audacity. You're no longer a servant. You are not a king. You take up the place of power and authority. You now come to know that your life is in your hand. That God gave you everything you need to persecute the affairs of your life. So the idea of God will do it will start dying out. I will do it. Start coming in. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That time he was not climbing up. But before that, he was saying, Oh, they went from this flesh. The good I want to do, I cannot do. Is the evil I don't want to do, I see myself doing. Lord, here I prayed. Let this tongue leave my flesh. Thursday, second day, third day. Do not say my grace in you is sufficient. That was when he was passing through the process of growth. God has raised you a king. King are known for power and authority. Say power. power. Say authority. authority. The sense of boldness start coming in. You will see yourself when you begin to grow in this dimension. Even as you have your normal prayer at night, you know, Father, I will thank you. We glorify you for the day, for your favor. Thank you for our children. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for all you've been to us. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Father, because you are a God of provision. After that, all of a sudden, a thought strikes you. Oh, pray for people to know God. Father, we intercede for the nations. We intercede for our country. May the light of your gospel shine again. That the house of men may be open to the mercy and the goodness you've given to us at the cross of Calvary. We pray, O oh God, that there will be faith in the land. We pray, O oh God, for righteousness in the land. We pray, O oh God, for peace in families. We pray for our youths and our brothers and sisters. May they also be open to the grace of the divine reconciliation. And as I pray, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost that reminds you that the devil is the one who keeps blinding people of this reality. All of a sudden, you just get angry in your spirit. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against principalities, I come against powers. You will not stand up. <laughs> you just yourself, you just stand up. And you begin to bind forces. As you are praying, you will see layers of devilish realities will be opened up to you. You begin to pray against them. We pray against corruption. We pray against the spirits and institutions of corruption in our land. In the name of Jesus, I come against them, Father. I decree and I declare that the oppositions will not last. We roll back the blanket of darkness. We roll back the blanket of lies. We roll back the blanket of sickness. And then when you are praying all of a sudden, you just remember, oh, there's, you have a daughter who is giving headache all the time. All of a sudden, God opens your eyes that the spirit that is sponsoring this wickedness in her is so, so Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against this spirit. You see yourself just being led by the spirit, exercising kingly authority. Shout a big amen. amen. Sometimes you'll be led to that dimension, but you didn't know. As a king, there's a time you, you pray, all of a sudden you say, I decree. You, 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 if you decree, God will honor it. Because he gave you the office. You're not getting me at all. <laughs> say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Say, I have authority. I have authority. So that's why when you continue to remain on that level, animal level, appetite, you are robbing yourself of your office. 
The efficaciousness of your office is to dominate your appetite. Dominate the animal version. And see yourself work in the divine, in the maturity version. And once you begin to work in the kingly version, then all of a sudden, the hours, the virtuous hours come alive in you because it's part of the wisdom that rules the kings. <laughs> the wisdom that rules the kings are the, the virtuous hours. The virtuous hours. Have you forgotten the virtuous hours? No. Eh? The cardinal hours. 12, 3, 6, 9. <laughs> it comes alive because a king rules 2, 4, 7. You just yourself, every cardinal hour, your spirit will break you. You connect. You just lift your heart to God in prayer. And remember what they said? Eh? That the prayers of the saints come like an incense. You release an incense from your heart. An incense of adoration. An incense of his word that, 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 that are used to cleanse you over the years. Because if you, have a, if you have a particular soap, you are using to take your bath all the time. One day, somebody uses that same soap. If it passes, what happens? And could you perceive what happens? Hmm, I know you will just know the name of the soap immediately. Yes. That likewise, too, when God cleanses you with any of his word, it sticks to you. Anytime that word is if it is read or you hear it, it takes you back to the experience you had that day, that word. Your soul receives that word. Sometime, you know, I'll be sitting here while the match is going on and they're having the first read or second reading and they stumble on words that have done <laughs> dangerous work in my life. Immediately there, I'm catapulted back to the experience. Sometimes I start crying. I start crying. It will still inoculate me. It's like I'm receiving it again as, an, as a fresh injection. I feel it. I say, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And that's enough. That's enough to keep me on fire. And with that, if I stand up to now and begin to minister the word of God, I'm under the unction already. Are we together here? That's how you host graces. Because graces are all locked up in the mysteries. If you want to see grace at work in your life, go for the mysteries. Give me the grace to follow. Now go for the word. When you see the word, graces will be released upon you. You have the grace hosted inside of you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have done. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Just thank him in your heart for the grace he has put upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything you have done.
Let the Holy Spirit cleanse us by the words of wisdom that comes to us. Cleanse us, Holy Spirit. Cleanse our minds. Energize our minds to be liberated from false beliefs, from the lies of the devil. Sanctify our minds. Let us think two thoughts. Thoughts that are powered by the wisdom of God. Thoughts that are powered by the mysteries of the kingdom. May we develop a kingdom mindset. Cleanse our emotions. Cleanse our emotions from every corrupt attachment. Our emotions that have become victims of depression. Victims of unbelief. Victims of ignorance. Of anger. Of unforgiveness. Cleanse us of all that. Let the spirit of the world cleanse our minds and our emotions of all these realities. And may that word plant love. Plant peace. Joy. Gentility. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May that same word cleanse us of every sickness. Amen. Every sickness in our organs, in our skins, in our bones, in our bodies. For it shall be life unto those who find them. It shall be life unto us. It shall be life unto us. And even as your word comes to Heavenly Father, may you charge our aeon. As many who are captured in our aeon, brothers and sisters, as many who are connected us to us by blood, by faith, who are in danger and who are in need of life, may what is entering us right now, Connect to them. And we decree and we declare. I shall be well with them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There shall be no death. There shall be no destruction. There shall be no hidden agenda of the enemy upon anyone who is connected to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There shall be peace. There shall be progress. There shall be prosperity. The joy of the Lord is our strength in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, precious Father. Amen. So as the Holy Spirit keeps Cleansing you, cleansing you, cleansing you. That's why it's good for you to meditate. Meditate on the mysteries. Meditate on, your, on the mysteries. Let your mind at every point in time have a particular word of God that is making sense to you. That is making sense to you. Okay? Every now and then, have a word. Have a word. Now, therefore, there is no longer condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. I'll be free. I'll be free. Yes, set me free from the law of sin and death. Law of sin and death, you have no power over me. In the name of Jesus Christ. The law of life is what is operating on me right now. I'm positioned for progress. I'm positioned for joy. In the name of Jesus. No darkness can see me. Oh, the law of life subdues darkness in my life. The law of life subdues death in my life. The law of life subdues darkness in my life. In the name of Jesus, I enforce the law of life in my aeon. My brothers and sisters who are enjoying become beneficiaries of the law of life. As many who are connected to me shall become beneficiaries of the law of life. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the law of life take over every look and kind of my life, every direction, both the things I'm aware of and the things I'm not aware of. I install in my life, in my spirit, in my body, in my world, the law of life. 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 And we confess in our creed, I believe in the Holy Spirit, who is the Lord and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And so in your mind, you see the Holy Spirit now say, oh, I'm taking over, I'm taking over. He is the Lord and the giver of life. So he becomes the landlord of your aeon, and then anything that is captured in your aeon, he will begin to give life. 
He's a giver of life. He will give life to a career. He will give life to the things you pursue. All the dreams you have made you to dream, you begin to give them life. All of a sudden, you notice that things are becoming more positive in your mind, even though physically nothing is working out. But in your spirit, you have received divine energization. It must come to pass. You begin to send them out. You begin to send them out. You begin to send them out. He is a giver of life. Give life to my career. Give life to my family. Give life. You begin to say them. As you are saying it, you are staring the spirit. You can be talking like this for two hours. You are still talking. You are still talking. You are still saying it. You are still saying it. And there will be pictures coming to your mind. Those pictures, he's the one furnishing your mind with the pictures because without it, he can't do anything. As you are saying them, he's honoring your office as a king because the ways of the king are what? Full of power. So I'm a king. So stop derobing yourself. Stop living a life that is not consistent with the kingly mind. Stop doing things that, that contradicts your suit in the spirit. He has clothed us with a garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness. We may not see physically, but it's there spiritually. As we are talking, we are exercising our office. You have an office in the spirit given to you on the day Christ died on the cross. His death enforced you into an office of a king. You rule your world. You can determine what happens in your life. You don't know. Say, so I refuse to bend. <laughs> you know, many Christians just believe, uh, my God will do it. Mm. I, I trust God. My God will not fail me. You are fooling yourself. My God will not fail me. I waited like that for years. And I suffered. Was tormented. I was eating up. God will not change his rules for your weakness. Oh. Amen. Amen. God will not change his principle because of your ignorance. He will allow you to suffer until you gain sense. He said, my people perish. He's one who said it. He said, my people will die. They will die for lack of knowledge. He didn't say, I will protect them. No, 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 no. Say, I refuse to be ignorant. I refuse to be ignorant. Can you say prophetic? Can say, I refuse to be ignorant. I refuse to be ignorant. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. So Christian life is your personal life. The way you roll it is the way you will see it. We will not exist as a corporate body in the future, but we shall exist as individual entities of light. <laughs> and that's the way we are moving to right now. Hey, look at me, everybody. All of you who are doing meditation. Thank you for your meditation here. Yeah? Hmm? Everybody just doing meditation like this. I don't know how I meditate. When I see me here, yeah? no meditation now. Hmm? I said that we may not exist in the future as a corporate entity anymore. Hmm? Are you hearing me? In the future, listen now. You may not have time to gather like this anymore. You may not see a priest who will give you communion again. You may not see a priest who will be teaching like this again. Or shall I exist as individual entities of light? He said you are the light. When you pass, they can feel the energy of what you have inside of you. They will know. You see this one? Look at this one. Yes. Can't you see? It will come. That time you look for who will pray for you. Nobody will pray for you. So all these years of training by the Holy Spirit, the church is sleeping. Refusing to yield and be furnished with the principles that make the difference. Yes. 
The occult men are becoming more open every day. They are coming out. Very soon, you just walk and say, Hey, Christian, okay, how is your Christ? Ooh, take. Yes, it's going to come. Mark my words. They mock you, mock you and, your, and your God. They say, where is, where is that God? There's one man in India now that is healing crippled people and people who are, who are some He will be healing them. <laughs> it's happening. He's not a Christian, no. He doesn't even pray. He will just touch them like this. Paralyzed people, he will stretch their hand, their hands will be straight again. That he will touch their leg. Once, and they all stand up. Somebody who is paralyzed from birth will start walking. Powers will show up. And all of it is to deceive the masses. There's a version of, there's a version in us that is called the kingly. <laughs> you have been elected, but you can be deceived. Yes. Many elect will be deceived because of what? Like a physical attitude. They refuse to build themselves up strong. Yes. And that's why when you begin to operate the kingly, and you begin to be a watcher, because as a king, you are a watcher. No king in the rightful sense will be sleeping two for seven. Amen. Three kings, your eyes are always open. And because your eyes are open, they will see further than others. They will see. So that's why Jesus said, Happy is that servant. When the master come, eh, see him waiting and watching. Happy that servant. The kingly will break the rules of your sleep. You will break the rules of your appetite. You will break the rules of your interpersonal relationship. No kings just walk anyhow everywhere. No. There's a decorum you maintain. There's a sensitivity you carry inside of you. If you don't honor yourself as a king, how do you expect the devil to honor you? He has raised you a king and he used his blood to raise you as a king. Have you honored yourself? Have you celebrated yourself? How many times have you reminded yourself, I'm a king? Not because I did it myself. He made me a king. And he said, I will reign on earth. He said it. It was, hey, hey, hey. Who are the who, men who said this in, in the Bible? The, the, the 24 elders, right? I want us to look at the people who sang this song for us. Revelation chapter 5. Okay? Are we together? Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Jesus. From verse 8, it says, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, there are four living creatures. They have, you can't mention their name because they are too big. They always say they are four living creatures. We don't have the right to know their names. <laughs> and what? The four living creatures and the 24 elders. These are rulers, rulers in the realms of the, of the kingdom. 24 elders. They fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and a golden bowels full of the incense, which are the prayers to the saints. And they sang a new song. It's a new song. Shout a big amen. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> That's why I can't hear another song go. Any other song you're playing, keep playing that one. I can't hear that one. Come on, tell me any, any rubbish that is inconsistent with this. I don't hear you. Like prophesy to tomorrow. <laughs> because this is a greater prophecy. 
Are we together here? Yeah. May God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, may God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Wave your hand to Jesus at the altar. Wave your hand to him. Appreciate him. Amen. Amen. They sang a new song. That's verse what? Verse 9. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open his seal. Why? For you were slain. And the reason we were slain is what? By your blood, you have what? Ransomed people for God. Ransomed. I'm a ransomed man. I've been ransomed. I've been set free. I've been delivered. It's a concluded matter. I've been ransomed. But price has been paid for me. And the price said, after it was paid, he said, go, you are free. No, nobody has right again to come and tie me down. No devil can come and contest my liberty. He paid a price for you. Say, take the phone and go. You are going, the owner of the phone, who is telling the same, come back here. He can't hold you. You are having the receipt. So I've been ransomed. So I've been set free. Ransom means a price was paid that you may go free. Has the price been paid? Yes. Who is contesting your freedom then? Who is saying that you need to pay on that price? Any other price I ask you to pay is fallacy. I don't need to pay any price to work in my liberty. I walk away and say, Lord, thank you. The devil, if he likes it, he will hold my leg. I'll use my leg and kick him. There's a holy anger you need to develop to fight for what God has given to you. You see one dream, he say, I don't understand this dream. I saw blood. Because I saw blood, I don't understand my life. You begin to, you begin to have prayer. So I've been ransomed. I've been ransomed. If any man or woman who, who says anything comes and tell you, I see you tomorrow, the devil also tie you. Tell him, the devil has tied himself, not me. Look at what the Bible says. Look at what they say. They sang it. It's a new song in heaven. Angels are there. They are singing this song. What are you to take the scroll and to open the seals? For you are slain, and by your blood you ransom people for God. I'm one of them. From every tribe. From Megala tribe. I don't know about your own tribe. From Megala tribe. I was ransomed from Megala tribe. Some of you are, who see believe your tribe. Eh? You see, believe all the culture of your tribe. Our, our tribe and our culture, this is how we do it. Me, I've been ransomed for my own. When they come and tell me gibberish, my culture, I tell them, see that. Amen. <laughs> you see, you don't want to take you don't want to take your rightful place. We have a culture. We have a culture. When you see such people, you know that they see victims of the appetite. They prefer their, their, their culture more than the Christian culture. Which other title do we need to give me? When I've been, God, God himself was the whole gave me title. He made me a king. I'm a king. I don't know that title again. I was telling to one man who said he want to go and take other title. I said, sir, are you a Catholic? He said, yeah, but I know me. I'm, a, I'm a knight. I said, eh. I said, but he's like, you don't even understand who you are. So why? I said, the title you're going to take and the title God has given to you, which one is more? You see what do I mean? I said, by your baptism, did you receive any title? He said, baptism, I just cleansed our sins now. Uh -huh. What else? This one is my village, my, my court, my people. My people, they want to honor me. I said, they want people honor and they want God honors. Which one is he said, God, now, I said, then, why are you now subduing yourself again to be yourself to be honored by men when God has already honored you? 
And when I took him a, in a little trail, expounding on the teachings on the baptism, he was looking at me. He said, Father, I have gone far. Let me, let me cook my do it. I said, look at it. And that's when they get there, they do certain things that even themselves, who are Christians, don't even know. You are rubbing minds with unbelievers. Many of them are not even Christians. They tell you what to do. You speak language with them. So when you die, they'll come and bury you. Because they are the one who will resurrect you. You see how we rubbish ourselves. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you want to make your burial great, spend money and keep. Make money and keep. Tell your children how they will celebrate you. They can celebrate you more than even a, a tattoo person. Or the person how you want it. You have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on earth. Who are the people who sang this song? The four living creatures, the 20 and four elders. These are the highest echelon of power in heaven. These are people who are very close to God on his throne. These are people that God consults in ruling out civilization around the world. The 24 elders, there are 24 of them. There are elders who have maintained stature in the name of the spirit on account of their testimony. They have shaped civilizations. They have shaped human, human history. These are people that before anything happens on earth, for instance, Paul has his own throne there. There are things that, not, that will never happen without, for instance, I am now, I want to grow in the word of God. There's a ministry I want to run now as a, in the word of God. And then I want to ask God for the grace for it. God will say, Go and meet Paul. Paul has handled it. He is one who will bequeath it to you. Yes. He's a reference point. These are the ones who sang the song about your coronation. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> they sang a new song for you. But you have not heard it. You are hearing it today. I say you are hearing it today. Amen. People of God say you are hearing it today. You were coronated spiritually. Heaven sang a song for you. You were coronated a king, you were then a priest in the realm of the spirit. That means a throne has been given to you too. That's why Jesus is the king of kings. Who are the other kings? I'm the one. You are the one. Yes, you think he's all the other political kings? No. And that's why I will keep exercising my office. Boy, was in office, he exercised the way he likes. People has come in. This is my office, so other kings will come. Your other was there and did his own thing. You can be in the office and run yourself a jar. You can be that, that same office and run yourself up. Two of us. This is my office. That same office can bring life. That same office can bring death. Depend on how you go about it. If you take a Nikon pool and put in that office there, eh, it can burn down this nation. <laughs> This country can go down in 24 hours. The energy is there. It is what? The person who sees there that makes the difference. Likewise, in your life. You are busy asking God to do it. When he has raised you a king and put a throne for you, I'm asked to sit there and say, exercise my office. You don't want to grow. You don't know that once you're a king, you can't walk out. You can't walk anyhow anymore. You can't talk anyhow. Anytime the president opens his mouth and says, just he came, he came on the inauguration and just said, now subsidy is gone. Subsidy is gone. From that moment, everything changed. Say power. power. Say power. power. 
They said it, it was not part of his decision, but he has said it, and they took it, and now all of us are suffering the, the impact of it. Because it's not about him, it's about what? His office. It's about the office. And the office is nothing because of who gave the office. Jesus gave his office. It's not because you are too qualified. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. And you're there telling him. You're still going to tell him. Lord, do it for me. I'm trusting you. When he stood up from his office and gave his office, and the 20 and the 4 elders, the 4 living creatures, have sang the new song upon you. And they are even saying, and they shall reign on earth. What did they say about you? What did they say about you? They are saying that you will reign on earth. Then it means you need to go and do some assignment for yourself. <laughs> They're not reigning. It's not God's problem. They have sung in the heaven already. The 24 elders, today when they see you, they are still singing it. They say, oh king, how are you there? Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to bring to the church. That a church will begin to move as a kingly church. Having a kingly mindset. A church that dominates. A church that de determines what happened. Well, gradually what has happened. The Lord's church is losing her authority. I will rule my world. Whatever I am, life must be there. Amen? Amen. Even the grass that is around my environment, we see the texture of the energy I carry. Nothing in your life should, should suffer any form of curse. Amen? Amen? Anything you touch should receive a transmission of life. Because the law at, at work in you now is not a law of sin and death. Is the law of life in Christ Jesus. That's the spirit. That's the law that is operating the offices that have been given to us. Whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, you are a king in the spirit. In the spirit, there's no male or female. Stop dressing like a coward. Stop dressing like a like a roadside person. Dress like a king. Talk like a king. Act like a king. Kings don't just are not ruled by emotions. They are ruled by values. And the Holy Spirit wants to shape you. This is not everything you cry about. Somebody that will hey, start crying. You cry, 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 and say, hey, why? God, why? No, kings don't talk like that. Kings don't talk like that. Are we together here? You see, I'm talking about the king, and the kingly spirit is here already. <laughs> the kingly spirit is already here. You shall be well within the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will walk in the path God has ordained for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I subdue every force contending with your life, Amen. contending with your destiny. They lose their grips over you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. They shall be light. They shall be life. There shall be grace upon you. You are blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No more fear. No more intimidations. No more sickness. No more deterioration. No more sports in your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Sin must obey. We must obey. By the name of Jesus, every knee must bow. 
every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Even though we pass through the valleys or the shadows of death, we shall fear no evil. For the Lord is there with us. With his cloak and with his staff, with this he comforts us. We shall pass through the waters and we shall not get drowned. We shall pass through the fire and we shall not get consumed. There shall be no hurt. There shall be no destruction in all the mountains of God. Because the knowledge of the word of God shall cover the earth, shall cover our lives as the water covers the sea. The dominating power of the sea shall be the light of God's word upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Mm. No trash shall come near your home. Mm. Let the Holy Spirit stir up in your heart the kingly spirit. One of the first things that the kingly spirit gives you is that there is, the Bible says, they shall rule by the sceptre of righteousness. What gives you audacity as a king is your, your sense of righteousness. You are working with Christ, not in rebellion. You are working in alignment with him. Righteousness becomes your staff of authority. <laughs> you don't just do things because you just want to please yourself. No, these are laws in the spirit. I just ended a, a course in my life. I began on that one again. Just a few months ago. So before the next five years, you're going to hear about something again. <laughs> you will reign on earth. Hmm? Yes. I say you will reign on earth. Yes. Now, do you believe now you are a king? Yes. Do you believe you have a kingly spirit now? Yes. Then, dress like a king. <laughs> Behave like a king. Don't make yourself common again. You see the Queen of England? Do you see the way she, she lives her life? Huh? Yes. Everything about her is royalty. The way she walks, the way she communicates, the way she responds to people. There's an ethics that goes with her life. Can you ever see her make a mistake? Go to a coffee, coffee shop and say, Can I have some coffee? Eh? You have been in the UK, right? You understand that area very well. Can she just walk into a coffee shop and say, Can I have a coffee? Uh, why? She's a queen. And so what? So you're not a human being? Huh? You see, she has a freedom to do it, but they, they, her office, though. Our office don't allow that. There are things that your office is not allowing you. But you violate the office. So when you violate the office, the devil himself says, can I honor you in the office you violated? So when you talk, you say, this one is a king who has no territory. Because the territory given to you, you violated it. The more you honor your office, the more efficacious it becomes. When, we're, when I say we are condemned to love, we are condemned to pray, we are condemned to forgive, it's not because we don't like to revenge. Eh? We know how to do it. But the office condemns us to revenge. 
the office condemns our heart to go in bitterness. If anything is gripping my heart to become bitter, I have every argument. I have to do everything to untie it, to make sure I remain in the seat of love. Because by allowing that to hit my soul, it affects my office. And when my office is affected, as many who are with me in the realm of my young are affected. You see how it is so global? If you sink, everybody connected to you spiritually goes down too. Strike the shepherd. What happens? You don't know. There are people who are enjoying God's blessing because of you. God said, because of my servant Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, I will liberate them. So even their death, the life they lived as the kingly of God was still relevant in the life of his, their grandchildren. These are the depths of the Christian life that have been so violated today that Christians don't even in any way conceive at all. And they leave bondages for their children. They bequeath to their children bondage that they will fight all the days of their life to clear. And they claim they love their, their, their children. I send them to the best schools. But what do you leave as a legacy? What energy are you leaving as a legacy? They finish from that school and become school dropouts. They become addicts to alcohol, to marijuana, and the rest of them. They become criminals because you live a life that violated the law of God in your life. So you open the door for the devil to take over your children. Say I'm a king. Say I'm of royalty. Say I'm of royalty. In the name of Jesus. I'm not ordinary. Amen. Child of God made it on this. Over and over. If the spirit of this world hits your soul, a lot, a lot will change in your life. A lot will change. I tell you. A lot will change. So many things about you will drop. A house divided against itself cannot stand. How can you violate your office that God has given to you and you are coming out to come and tell the devil this or tell the circumstances, oh, I command the circumstances to go. It will not go because you already have violated yourself. You are against yourself. You cannot stand. So the devil will create scenarios that will make you violate your office first because he knows there's power in your mouth. You have a seat in the, in, in the spirit. And you know, any time you partake of the Holy Communion, you are renewing the grace of your kingly office. Yes. And that is why if you truly understand the, the spirit of the Eucharist, you are like a pregnant woman who is pregnant perpetually. No matter what you do to a pregnant woman, give her a slap. She will laugh and say, you slap me. Okay, it's well with you. She'll start going. She climbs Okada and she comes down and the, the money she's supposed to pay is 500 and she gives Okada man 1,000 and the man drives off. Will she pursue Okada? No. Answer me now. No. Why? There is something There is something more than that 500 with her. That's the problem. If we can begin to think like that, our life will change. Be a perpetual Christian who is pregnant. You are a pregnant Christian. But a pregnant woman go to a party, she's nine months pregnant. She can deliver a next one. Can she go to a party? Can she go to a club? Eh? Answer me now. You better not ask me now. 
Can she drink, drink three bottles of, uh, of, of star? Eh? Can she be boozing and boozing and be dancing and that? Can she? Okay. She will lose her treasure. No matter what you do, the problem much she can never fight. Slap her, kick her. You are doing this to me. My God will fight for me. Uh -huh. It's called ethics. Say ethics. ethics. Say ethics. ethics. Uh -huh. Likewise, so say when a man slaps on the right cheek, give him the left cheek because you are carrying a treasure. That's why we don't fight. That's why we don't quarrel. He said, if you call, he said, I'll give you a new commandment. If you call somebody a fool, you will suffer for it in hellfire. Not even that you are angry with somebody. It's called the ethics of the new life. The ethics of the kingly life. I planted you a noble seed. A real seed. A seed of the highest quality. I know. The king does all good occasion and he's fighting for food. Hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. He's fighting. No, no. Ah, ah. Or even to a point where you start stealing, stealing meat. Bring, bring another one. Bring, bring another one again. Hey! Even the angels who are with you, they say, hey. Hey. What a disgrace. Say appetite. <laughs> bring the first much. Wow. Second month, one. <laughs> now, uh, not me today. More that you can buy a crate and drink at home. You prefer that one. You prefer to even steal it. <laughs> then you go for a location. Sit down. Be in charge. We're not Nepuse. One of the hop alloys will have a royalty. The hop will tell you, hey, before you reach there, me to finish. Let it finish now. Let it finish. You go there at the end, what it means is just small rice. Take it as a king. Just take and say, How are you? Put up some finesse in your life, people of God. We are too raw. We are too loose. No decorum anymore. No sense of sanctity. No sense of decorum. No, that's why nobody respects you. Demons will see you. They will even make mess up with you. I was reading something about one pastor one day. This is the life pastor that I'm over here. I read something about him. I say yes, that's royalty. You see, one day he went into prayers. When he was coming out, his eyes was red. Everything was red. If you look into his eyes, it's red. And he stepped to the podium because there was a crusade. The pastors were already grappling with one guy who was demon possessed. They are praying for one or two hours. After prayer, he would just the man would just do like this all of them fall on the ground. So when he came up on stage, he just looked in all that direction and said, Bring him, let him go. Because they hold him. He said, Let him go. The pastor thought <laughs> that the man of God was talking to them that they should let the man who is a uh, demon possessed to go. But they didn't know he had addressed the demon. 
So when he said, let him go, the demon left. The man instantly became okay. Say royalty. royalty. If you don't respect yourself, have you seen him one day wearing short nicker and Jesse? No. Eh? Have you seen him? No. Amen. Yeah. yeah. The office compels your lifestyle. I'm teaching you now so I understand. Your office compels your lifestyle. You have no right to live, live it the way you want. If you disregard the office, then you have no the, the grace of the office will not follow you. Simple. He has made us kings and priests to serve our God and we shall reign on earth. Then walk as a king. Talk as a king. Behave like a king, as a king. No queen or somewhere where your fellow Christians are not. If you call me, hey, you call me a wild person. Hey! You know, you will not exhibit that dimension. You want, you're just insulting yourself. The devil keeps record. And when you live that way, people will be complaining. You are too hard. You are, you, 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 don't, you, don't you relax? Feel free now. Feel free. We don't feel free. Amen. Yes. Are you getting my point now? Yes. Maybe <laughs> this one is meant for those who are radio. Let me stop here. Let's just continue with uh, uh, Lord have mercy on us. Eh? You know, because when you begin to take people on this dimension, it's like in a wow. But this is what in the word of God. The office determines your wardrobe. The office determines your friend. The office determines how you talk. Not you. You have no freedom anymore. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you see, that's what it is, though. Say, I'm a king. Say, I'm a king. Now, are you ready to live like a king? Ah, uh, okay. Go and prove to the ground you are marching your, your house every day you are a king. Because the earth will testify whether you are living as a king or not. And the earth doesn't lie. The earth will match here. If you go to USA and match the same earth, the earth will testify immediately who you were in Nigeria. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That is it. They tell you, feel free. You know, I know the human being. They think you are just being unnecessarily hard on yourself. It's not it. Say the quorum. Yes. Those who understand this, you'll see them consistently. And they hire your office, even among us as priests. They hire the office you run, it determines a lot about you. Let your attire and your lifestyle synchronize with the garment God has clothed you with in the spirit. He has clothed you with the garment of righteousness and the robe 
of what? Salvation. There are two. Garment and the robe. You see the priest during a um, uh, procession for Corpus Christi, he has the arm inside, hmm? then he has the cope on top, then the humoral veil on top. Okay? Good. In the spirit, he has clothed with the garment of salvation. So what you are wearing inside you now is salvation. Salvation means deliverance. Deliverance from everything that has to do with demonic operations. So you've been set free. Amen. Yeah. Now he ran also clothed with a garment of salvation and the robe of what? Righteousness. So your coat you are wearing is righteousness. It's righteousness. That's your garment inside. So anything you are doing must be in sync with your garment. The way you interact with people should carry royalty. Stop using your tongue to talk like someone who is a civilian in the gutter. Because your tongue is the same mouth that you use in exercising the office God has given to you. And anytime you use your tongue wrongly, immediately repent of it. Cancel it. So you are blessed? Yes, yes, yes. You are blessed to hear what you are hearing now. Parents, you want to speak to forces content with your children, then live like one who has royalty. Live as one who has royalty. Because even your office as a parent carries royalty. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother because there's something about their office and it shall be well with you. You see, not from God now. The blessing is not coming from God, but from honoring your parents. Honor your father and your mother and it shall be well with you and the number of your days he shall fulfill. So, that office has the ability of giving you longevity. Honor your parents. Celebrate them. Care for them. Be concerned for them. You are not sent to judge them. You are sent to honor them. They gave you life. Say thank you, Jesus. The more you disrespect your parents, the more you are cutting your years short in future. You may hit 30 and go, but you are meant to reach 70. Just because you refuse to honor your parents, just because you refuse to honor them, celebrate them, you are giving them tension every time. You are making them to cry. You are making them to feel despondent. You are hurting them all the time. Anytime they feel pain, your years decreases. The opportunity to prosper in life shuffles. The office is not them. God didn't say honor them because they are intelligent. Honor them because they are perfect. It's honor them because they are parents. It is through them you came forth. That's why if you understand this, no matter whatever has happened between you and your parents and has considered losers in your life that has made you to take some decisions that are not in congress with the word of God, you can't settle that. Don't bring that as an argument. Say, I have an office. I have an office. Are you sure? Yes. Have you received the appointment letter? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. When are you going to take your office and start operating? Amen. <laughs> So if you want to go and um, you know know about your inauguration, go and read Revelation chapter what? Chapter 5. Mm -hmm. 
You can tell people, those who were there on that day of your coronation, hmm? the four living creatures, hmm? the 24 elders, And when you begin to grow in your kingship, like John, who said, Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world, they did everything to John to destroy him. John said, You can't kill me. One day, he was taken, he said, On the last day, I was taken into the presence of God. And then he heard when they were reading this particular part. He says, Who can open a scroll and broke his seal? And said, There was no one in heaven who could do that. John started crying. Then an elder came to him and said, John, do not weep. Now he went down the floor to watch me. He said, no, 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 no. You don't need to do that. We are colleagues. The only difference is that I'm in heaven and on earth. We are elders. Eh? The lion of the tower liver has broken the seal and has opened the, the book. And that's how John began to smile. We have elders on earth. We have elders in heaven. Those who grow in the midst of the kingdom, who understand this, this reality and yield themselves Fight to walk in it every day. Become a manifestation of being washed in the world. Be a manifestation of those who are subdued, wrinkled, and spots, and begin to exercise their office as kings and as priests. Over time, you can know those elders in heaven. Those 24 elders, they will be coming to you. They become your friends, your invisible friends. You know, many of us would like to have friends, uh, physical friends. Ah, I have this friend here, I have this friend here. Ah! I'm, I'm, it's boring. You can't visit your friends. When you begin to walk in this dimension and God gives you one spiritual friend, you will lose space of earthly friendship. They keep you busy. Sorry. Fall. I don't understand what you mean by that. Mistake in what sense? Be conscious of what God has done. Don't be conscious of our mistakes. And, and leave the mistakes. <laughs> There's something more important in your life than your mistakes. And what is it? Who can tell me? What is more important in your life than your mistakes? What God has done for you. He has redeemed us by his blood. Is more important than all your sins put together. He has made you a king and a priest. It's more important than your weaknesses. Focus on that. Look on it all, every day, every day. Before you know it, you will walk out of all those areas of your weaknesses and all that. Yes. Your kingship in this realm is not to oppress people, but to oppress what? Miseries. The miseries of life. That's why you show and demonstrate your, your ability. How do you handle crisis? How do you handle righteousness? How do you handle the ups and downs of life? How does your heart resonate with the challenge of life? That's why you exercise your kingship. But physically, you are a humble person. You are a calm person. Your own assuming. When people see you, they feel that you can't do anything. But touching you is touching the territory. Shout a big amen. Yeah. <laughs> you say, gentlemen, I have made you a fortified city. An iron bronze. I've made you, you are a moving city. That means there are people who live in cities who live because Jeremiah lives. He is the one guarding the city. 
When you begin to reveal a king, he gives you eternity, and your eternity is your young. And as many who are connected to you, either by blood, by faith, begin to enjoy some dividend because of one man, one woman, who is sustaining integrity of kingship. When you fail to pray, you are what? You are losing your office. When you fail to work strong in the word of God, you are making your territories what? Weak. We are condemned to pray. We, are, we don't pray because there's issue. We pray, you know, as if there's trouble in life. Whether there's trouble or not, we'll keep praying as if there's trouble. So we pray as if there's trouble, so that when the trouble comes, we live as if there's no trouble. I don't you know what I just said now. Aha. Yes. We pray as if there's trouble. We keep praying. We keep praying. Whether there's we keep praying. So on the day trouble comes, you walk as if there's no trouble. That's what this dimension gives to you. That's the mentality of a king. A king knows he's condemned to pray. A king knows he's condemned to walk in righteousness. A king knows he's condemned to forgive. Even when the other person is one who offended you, he's the one who did all the wrong things. You are a king in the spirit. You are a fool for Christ. You go and apologize. And with the person over. If he refuses, you have done your part. A king doesn't have a bitterness, no matter how they cause you pain. Because it will defy your office. It will render your office null and void. <laughs> Amen. Amen. A king knows that he is seated on the seat of love. Love is the power that moves you as a king in that reign. When you see circumstances in very people's lives, you can pray and talk to those things and they respond because your vessels are well furnished with the ingredients of change. That's why we don't... Uh, Kill ourselves, you know, trying to do the wrong thing. You are blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. I see people rising with anger to take over their life and make things happen in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes, that's what we're heading to. When you grow in this kingship, you become Lord over circumstances. Lord, over situations. You don't just file into cases of what happens externally. They say this news. They say this news. Hey, people are dying. Hey. No, 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 no. Even though we believe the report of man, John says, the report of God in our office is greater. Hmm. I tell you. There's a greater report we believe. The TV and the news stations of, of, of the world cannot capture it. We hear different music. When they say there's a casting down, we say what? There's a lifting up. You can be with people. They talk about Nigeria. Hey, Nigeria. Hey, 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 hey. After that, go back to your office. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. All things work out all the good for those who love God. Every circumstance and situation will work for our good. Because the Lord will provide. In Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? Because there's hardship now. Now, wow, this my church, where are they going now? We need to, we need to cut this down. We need to meddle down now. Meddle down. You are a slave. You are a slave. And God cannot entrust anything serious to you because you will betray him because of appetite. Because he lives, 
I can face tomorrow because it is all is gone because I know oh he holds my future my life is one Believing God because He lives. Having made you a king, He has given you authority, power, dominion, and He's saying that you have right not to be oppressed by anything in this world. You have power over demons, you have power over negative circumstances and situations, you have power over sickness. The power over decadence and rancor and the spirit of death. Amen. I'm trying to explain to you now in the office of king where it has authority. Okay? So he has vested you with that already. You have it. So it's left for you now to assume your office and be to work in the mature office. Let the ethics, let the morality and the principle of this office begin to govern your soul in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So to rule as a king over this dimension, the first is knowledge. Word of God must be a passion. Mary was a king in her dimension. That's why she was crushing the serpent, you know, with her leg, you know. She stood on the serpent. She even stood on it. And she was busy manifesting glory. And the serpent was busy opening his mouth. <laughs> because she was a woman of the world. You see, the spirit of the world has crystallized in her. Okay? Did she conquer decadence? Yes, even the grave could not host her body. <laughs> Say dominion. dominion. Yes, she exercised her office. She exercised it. Son, the wine is finished. What has that to do with me? Do whatever he tells you. That is the spirit of dominion. And Jesus too exercised the highest of dominion. He did not even pray. Food over here. Go and give to that man. That was all. <laughs> From two commands. Water has changed to the best of wine on occasion. Shout a big amen. amen. So the word of God must be superior in your mind. And that word is what will give you authority and will give you power. Okay? Good. Power over negative circumstances. Listen to me. The power you have is not against fellow human beings. To go and oppress people and be harassing people. No, 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 no. It's to deal with the devil and his cohorts. Okay? And even when somebody is the victim, you don't see the person as an instrument, a principal instrument. You will see the spirit behind the person. And don't say, you need deliverance. You start following the person. You, you demon. You know a demon, he's a victim. You have to see beyond. And you don't do deliverance with force. With what? Words. In the name of Jesus, you release power by words and not by physical, whatever. Some of you who have been going to deliver, they will be beating you. They will slapping you, kicking you. Mm. They will cry up your holy water and pour on your head. And then they, they hold your hair and tear it. Keep going, yeah? <laughs> That's the type of deliverance they want to, to deliver. in. Every king does not fight physically. He fights with his mouth. His mouth is what is carrying wisdom and life. When he speaks it, it's a sword in the spirit that addresses the spirit, Okay? So, go in the word of God and let the word cleanse you from every wrinkle, every decadence, and every decay in your life. He has made us priests, he made us kings and priests. As a priest, you've been called to the office of worship. Worship, worship. 
The time will come when people will not go to the mountains to worship the Lord, they will go to the valleys. For those who shall worship the Lord shall worship where? In spirit and in truth. And that is the a spirit of watching. The spirit of watching. They are in their office, 12 o'clock, they leave their heart to, to God in 10 minutes. And they romance with God. The word for that day which God gave them before they came out in the morning become a word of worship. They offer it as a living sacrifice. Thank you, Father. He would not spend his own son, but give it to us all. How will he not with him give us all things? Father, thank you. You have given me all things. You see, sacrifice of what? Of your lips. Is the highest sacrifice you can offer. That's the bull you have offered. Shout out to the man. And the, uh, the 24 elders with their golden harp, they will collect the incense that has been burnt in your heart from that world. And then from there, thank you, Father, for provision. You have given me all things. I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. I refuse to walk in penury. I refuse to walk in lack. I refuse to be under pressure. Because the Lord is my provider. In the name of Jesus. As you're praying, then your mind connects to areas of your life where you are feeling difficulty. And say, in the name of Jesus, I declare, declare, doors open in this area. Doors open in this area. I command favor in this area. I command this in this area. You are exercising your kingship. As you're saying those things in the spirit, the Holy Ghost is just connecting your words and then he's sorting out in different areas. Shout a big amen. amen. As a priest, we call to pray. You are condemned to pray. Prayer is your normal assignment in life. The moment you stop praying, you start dying in your office. Your office starts growing mucus, growing moods, and all that. The moment you start praying, you start living. The moment you stop praying, you start dying. You are condemned to pray. There's nothing like I can't pray today. There's nothing like I'm weak to pray. Just as you are not weak to breathe, you have no right to say you are weak to pray. Were you ever tired of breathing? Even your sleep, you are what? You are breathing, right? Likewise, too, you are condemned to pray. You are cutting onions, you are praying. Father, I glorify you. Pick up a scripture and begin to chew it. Oh, thank you, Father. I'm searching and I will find. I'm knocking and the door shall be opened unto me. Amen. You are cutting onions, eh? Oh, Father, I'm seeking and I will come to know. I will come to know. You close your eyes and all of a sudden, you picture some parts in your mind. Just as you are this, your soul is connected. You're not distracted. Stop cooking food and be watching Tulumundo and be playing what kind of useless music. Distract yourself. Fill your heart with jumps and stupid things. Oh, God, have mercy on us. Eh? You keep exposing yourself to trash. All this is, is you call it entertainment. But they are dumping negative things to you. After you see yourself, you find it difficult to even believe the word of God. You don't know. You will expose yourself too much. Thirdly, as a priest, you will call to service. We call to service. First one is what? As a priest? The first one is what? As a priest? <laughs> call to worship. But is what? Call to prayer. And the third what? Call to service. You are called to service. People of God. As a priest, you should know that responsibility has been invested in you. There are people who come to church. There's nothing that connects them in the church. There's no service that rendering anywhere at all, at all. You sit in prayer, they're not there. Even church activities, there's no area. They're not the choir. They're not the lady. That's nothing. They just carry the come and go. Just every day. Nothing. Where are you? Where are you exercising your service? Service to the kingdom. Where? Where? As a priest, once you grow, nobody tells you. You look around, you see a need in this area, you volunteer. Doesn't matter how small it is. Ah, service. You have to render service. 
They are around serving you. Christ said, I have come not to be served. Eh? Say what? I have come to serve and to give my life as a ransom. Where are you serving now? If God calls you and say, my child, where are you serving me now? Where are you demonstrating service? Oh, you say. That's why when you find one, hold it tight and be there. People will fight you. Some will go through. Some will even bring trouble to you. I mean, remain there. Don't go. Don't say, can you imagine in this place? I was doing this and it's telling me I'm leaving. You are a child. As I'm now, I say, because some people are fighting me. I say, I have to go. I'm not serious. I'm not grown up yet. I'm still a baby. As you know, it should come. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Are we together here? Exercise of priesthood in service, quality service, with patience. With patience. With humility. It doesn't matter. So that when they are serving the people, they don't even appreciate it. That's not the important thing. It's not about the impact. It's about you taking the disposition to be at the service of the church. Be at the service of the church. Find a space where you are filling in a gap somewhere. Where people know that this person is here. That's an area that many Catholics are failing. Go to this particular church. You will see hefty men who are ushers. You see hefty men who are standing at the door and helping people to guide people. And they respect such people because they know it's a holy service. The church, the church will come and tell you, want to show that you are arrogant. Somebody tells you to stay here. He says, excuse me, I want to stay where Fanny is. Leave me, leave me, leave me. I want to be here. Leave me alone. Bringing your, 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 your negative energy into the system. And for the person that is there, you now start fighting. Because the spirit of service is not there. And do you know what? It is the spirit of service that empowers your prayer life and your act of worship. The efficaciousness of your prayer is dependent on the energy of service. Find your space. Find your space and go and develop it. Go and develop that space. Be there to render your service all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. Why are you so cold today? We're quiet now. <laughs> he has made us priests and kings, and we shall serve our God, and we shall reign on earth. When we take each of these one after another and explain them, you will see the efficaciousness of it. Render service. When you come to church on Sunday, find a space where you are lighting a place up. Your presence is giving a place and elevation. Yes. Be sensitive to the environment. The angels are not sitting down. The angels are standing two for seven. I've told you, seven of, 47 official angels come at every mass. Plus all that mirrors of angels, they don't sit down. You sit down from beginning to the end. Even on top of that, you're even sleeping. And snoring. And causing trouble. Where is your service? For instance, now, let me take myself as an example. This service I'm rendering now, eh? This service I'm rendering now. Is heaven aware of it? Is heaven aware of it? <laughs> Nobody sent me. This is not part of my assignment. They didn't say officially, go and we do this. I grew up and I saw that responsibility.
Are you getting blessed about it? Yes. At no cost. Go and pray about it. If you start growing, as a matter of fact, we start growing in this area, nobody will tell you. It will be quaking you. Jeremiah discovered his own that he must prophesy the word. He said, it burns inside of me like fire. I can't keep any commitment. I can't keep any commitment on Saturday. No matter what. If not for a general reason, that day will be useless for me. I will not be useless because I can't utilize it. It's a consecrated day that the Lord ministers to his people. That's how it is. The other doors of service the Lord has laid in my heart. I do. Find your own space of service. I'm coming. Find your own space. It's a very serious area. Because that's why many Christians are lacking seriously in the space of service. They want to be served. They want to be honored. They want to be, they want to be, they want people to sacrifice their life for you. What are you doing now? The woman called this is Linda or Lydia in the Bible. She was offering a service. Who can tell me the service she was rendering? Oh, she tell me her. No, you know. Purple, eh? She brings purple dress to a, to a temple. Purple clothes, expensive one because she, she was into you know uh, business of selling clothes. Yes, yes. Anybody that comes, she will receive them, celebrate them, give them a lot of things and all that. When she died, and they told Peter, Lydia is dead. You know she was so good to the church. Immediately, Peter picked her service. I said, no. When I cut her service, went and prayed for her. And she came back. Service can deliver you from danger. Service can keep, prolong your life. If the devil plans to kill me next week, sorry, the angels will protect me for next Saturday because they know that is the day that God will bless his people again. They will have reasons to keep me. Now, as you are now, what reason do the angels have to keep you? Where are you burning for God? Where are you exercising your priesthood? How consistent are you with your service? Are you achieving your aim? Are you patient enough to see your service bless people? Or you are too busy for yourself? This is how you work strong in the office. If they stop me here, I enter internet. If they come to the internet, I'll find that means again. As I'm talking now, we have about 17,000 people who listen to our messages every day on our podcast. 17,000. So as I'm talking here, they are picking it. They will go and listen to it also. All over the world. They're not part of us here. But what we are sharing here blesses them. Every now and then they are sending us email and thanking us for what, what they are doing. They are even asking, can we partner with you so we can be sharing your messages? No problem. We even got a notification that they were trying to really hijack our podcast because it's so big. Amen. What service are you rendering? 
Bolakuti that died a few years ago, only went and started gathering information about the miraculous uh, uh, you know, manifestation of Jesus in the Eucharist. And started propagating it on the internet. As a young boy, as a computer guru, and people were killing and then stoning the thing. And eventually the guy died. Now he manifested immortality. They opened his grave, he's not decomposed. He never a service. What service are you rendering now? I'm dwelling more on this one because it's a very critical area now. The devil have kept many of us out of job in the church. Out of job. Once you're coming to church, the next year thinking of where you are going to sit. <laughs> You're not even thinking, where, where I want to stand today. Let people sit. Let me watch them sit. Your own is you secure your own. You didn't secure for someone who is on the, on the way, who is as lazy as yourself. And when somebody comes to take away that thing, you start fighting for someone who is late, professional late comer. You are fighting for the person to have a space. The man has started, and those who are outside want to come in, say no. <laughs> So, act of worship, act of prayer, and what? You are condemned to serve. Say, I'm condemned to serve. I'm condemned to serve. Say it well. <laughs> Even if they think they come from out, say it prophetically. I'm say, I'm condemned to serve. In the name of Jesus, I will serve. Whatever comes, I will serve. And in the course of service, they will insult you. Some people will. We maltreat you, we dishonor you, it's part of the service. Yeah? If it doesn't come, it means your service is not entering the replace. Yes. When Jesus was serving, didn't they talk about him? They criticized him. You are blessed, child of God. I see you in glory. I see you in glory. I see the kingly manifesting in your life. I see the priestly manifesting in your life. You will bear fruit in the name of Jesus Christ. You will never remain the same. You can't hear this kind of words and remain the same. I see the Holy Spirit empowering his word in your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I see the hand of the Holy Spirit upon you perpetually to begin to stir you up in this dimension. Your Christian life will be fruitful. The grace you have received will not be in vain. The hold of Satan is broken forever. There shall be peace unlimited upon your life. The joy of the Lord shall be your strength. I decree and I declare, there shall be no sickness. Today, no more sickness. Tomorrow, no more sickness. In the future, no more sickness. There shall be no curse. There shall be no spell upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The hand of God is upon you, heavy, to lead you in the path of the day for you. You will walk in immortality. You will walk in sinlessness. You will manifest your kingly right. You will manifest your priestly life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Just lift your hand and worship Jesus and appreciate him for his investment upon your life. Thank him for what he has made you to be. Thank you for the place he has placed you. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your hand upon us. You've blessed us. You've enriched us. You've called us. You've chosen us. The Bible says we're a chosen race. We're a chosen race. We're the handpicks of God. God handpicked us and made us his own special people. Not because we are the best, but because of his love and mercy. We are a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. By his blood he has ordained us. 
We are priests of God for service. We are priests of God for prayers. We are priests of God for worship. In the name of Jesus, we shall walk in this dimension. Holy Spirit of God, pour out again your spirit of worship. Pour out again your spirit of supplication and prayer. Pour again upon us the spirit of service. The spirit to serve. The spirit to humble ourselves. And give goodful service to the kingdom. Service to the kingdom. Service to the kingdom. Service to the kingdom. Holy Spirit of God, pour out your fire. Fresh zeal to be committed. Fresh zeal to be committed. No what Paul says, may I be cursed if I don't preach the gospel. He was committed. He received the spirit. He knew he was called to, to proclaim the gospel. He knew that the means of the kingdom laid in his heart was to be laid in the hearts of men. He preached to seven nations. He experienced all kinds of hardship, but Paul never stopped. Oh, precious Father, King of glory. Thank you for the kingly office you have called us into. Thank you because you have ordained us to become kings. We shall walk in dominion. We shall walk in authority. We shall walk in power. We shall walk in the knowledge of the word of God. Thank you, Father, for your word I have come today. Oh, it's like the water that covers the sea. It's like the water that covers the sea. Whatever is not consistent with that water, we get drowned. We get drowned. And so, Father, King of glory, whatever energy that is in the heart of your sons and daughters, that have clinged onto their lives, that is denying them of walking in the path of them for them. Let those energies lose their grips. Let the others lose their grips. No, it shall be no hurt again. No more hurts. No more destruction in any way. Let the knowledge of God surmount everything that clings to our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I decree and I declare from now henceforth, the door of holiness shall be opened unto you. The door of holiness shall be opened unto you. Wisdom of God will flow in your mind. Understanding shall be given to you. The counsel of the Holy Ghost shall be with you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. No more ignorance. No more ignorance. Understanding will come when you peruse through the page of scriptures. As a king, revelations of God will come to you. I say revelations of God will come unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. New zeal that when you hold your scriptures, when you hold your Bible and begin to page them, you will stumble on mysteries. You will stumble on mysteries. You will stumble on truths. You will stumble on truths. And account of the truths and mysteries that will come. The mysteries of life. We lose our grips and capacity of our life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, you can see Jesus. You are the food of life. Whoever passes of you shall have life. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the adoration. Thank you, precious Jesus. Oh, celebrate God. Celebrate God. Celebrate God. Oh, thank you, the 24 elders. Thank you, the four living creatures, for the revelation of our coronation, for the revelation of our priestly ordination. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. You have brought us to the Christian priesthood. Thank you for the Christian priesthood. Thank you for the Christian priesthood. Jesus, you have clothed us with a garment of salvation. No more bondage. No more manipulations. We are the epitome of salvation. Anybody who steps into our arena finds salvation. Finds the liberty of God. You have called us with a garment of righteousness. We give you all the glory. Thank you, precious Father. I bless your holy name. I bless your holy name. Mm.
glory, honor, power, 